Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Let's yep. rip. Let's let her not rip. Yellowstone rip. <laughs> Let's rip so we can see Rip later, our favorite character exactly. on Yellowstone. We have some big things to do after this, aka watch Yellowstone with our husbands. It makes me so happy that we both are watching it on the same day. I'm just thrilled that you guys told us about this show because it has changed our lives, really. It really um, changes the perspective of this, like this part of the country. Like, whoa, they are loyal to their land. I know. And before anyone DMs us, we understand <laughs> there are Beth. some inappropriate moments. And just for the, just for the Pams who plan to DM us, Pams. we get it. We understand. Yeah. There are some moments that we just close our eyes, good old fashioned close your eyes. But actually, I have to say, there is really not and maybe this is me being desensitized by, you know, what we've been right. consuming the past exactly. 10 years. There's definitely a couple moments in it that aren't great, but I have to say they have improved. Like there's almost less yes. inappropriate scenes as the um seasons go on. Have you noticed that? Whereas other shows yes. it gets worse. worse. Really. You're so right. That means the writing is good enough as is, I feel like. Exactly. Like we've had to stop watching tons of shows. Oh, yeah. Because they just get so raunchy that we're like, Mm -hmm. this isn't even enjoyable anymore. Like, what are we watching? You're closing your eyes the whole time. You can't. I know. Maybe Bishop Barron will do a um, review. I love when he reviews different movies. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. Like, he doesn't just do, you know, the next Christian film. It's like, it's everyday stuff. Yeah. Totally. Love him. Anyway, we're back. We just saw each other a week ago. I a week know. ago. Oh, oh. In Florida, Miami. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. I feel we like sing that a lot. it just made me so happy everywhere we went. We sang that song basically <laughs> because we were joking that we are not Miami girls. We just aren't. And it's okay. <laughs> we like other parts of Florida, just not Miami. That's all. Yeah, but the retreat was beautiful. It really, really was. What was your favorite part or slash takeaway, B? Oh, my gosh. So many. I think that one of the greatest blessings was being able to go to a retreat ourselves before we are hosting our own in January Um, because I just – I felt just so strongly that I almost – felt like I need to be filled before I am in any sort of a capacity of, you know, helping facilitate like others experience a Mm -hmm. weekend like this. And Mm -hmm. I had heard you and other people talk about Dr. Bob's retreat. And then a friend of another friend of ours um, kind of nudged us and said, Hey, I'm going to this weekend. You know, do you guys want to come? And I am so glad that we went. I don't know about you, but I was like, so many things were unlocked for me. Mm-hmm. I love that word, unlocked. I know yeah. I felt the same way. Be I was like leading up to it, even like to the hour before the flight. I was like, "Am I crazy? I'm, I know, you know, schlepping across the country yet again. What I do and with baby Stella, with baby Stella, who was great. And- she was the best retreat baby. I just have to give this is like an ad for baby Stella because <laughs> she is. And she didn't pay me to say this. She didn't. She no. is the best baby I think I have ever seen, like wow, in travel and on retreat. I mean, she was amazing. That's so generous. We'll just be saying some novenas before our own retreat in January. <laughs> and hoping just, she we'll keeps this that. 
keeps this the record spirit. up. I know. I yeah. So I was like getting to the point. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is your will, right? God, you want me to go to this, <laughs> and and it was really solidified. Obviously, seeing you, but but the that confession night um, oh. was really powerful. Oh my gosh, for all of us. Um, I just got chills when you said that. Yeah, it was total. And you know, I confessed some of these things before. Which, you know, you don't need to bring the same sins into confession every mm-hmm. time. You guys just, that's a, uh, just don't think you have to do that because I did. I did it because I needed more healing in that area, more cleansing, I guess, because mm-hmm. I was holding on to past um, brokenness and wounds from childhood. And it was so lovely. The priest Aww. I had, I wrote his name down and um, he's from Florida, but or from Venezuela originally. And oh wow, they just like yours be like so much love not even focusing on the hurt and the pain exactly um not even the sin but like kind Mm -hmm. of what it did to me and all of us like exactly carry these things the wound the wound of shame for me and he just uh it just felt so cleansing and i highly encourage anyone and everyone if you haven't been a confession in a few years ever if you went a couple weeks ago and had a bad experience that's okay too like go again and um, just pray beforehand that you have a sweet experience of healing because it's truly divine there's nothing like it don't you think oh my gosh I felt like because this retreat so this retreat guys is a healing retreat and it is put on by the JP2 Healing Center, and it's run by a Catholic therapist named Dr. Bob Schutz and Sister Miriam, who a lot of people know. She's a part of the Abiding Together podcast. And obviously with those names kind of running it, we were like, we can't go wrong with this retreat. But we were also kind of like, it's a little scary to be going on a retreat like this. Like what is what is going to come out? Because these people who are leading it are so deep, like they have so much Mm -hmm. depth that it's not one of those like frilly, like they're not messing around with this stuff. And um, so I was kind of nervous about what was going to come out. And, you know, you talk about shame. Like for me, a lot of my wound, because they do, they have this workbook and mm-hmm. the workbook asks pretty like hard hitting questions for meditating on while they're giving these talks. And a lot of it was like, kind of like, here are the core wounds that most people face. Like what, which one do you think is like the chief wound in your life? And kind of what came out for me um, after, you know, reading the material, listening to the talks throughout the weekend was really like abandonment is something Mm. that I think I have really Mm. like, I mean, deep, deep, deep core wound, not something that you think about every day when you're walking around. But I think that it's something that's so – it's so deep that you carry it and you don't even know that you carry it into friendships and your marriage. And, you know, there was just so much that came out from a place of like things that happened in my childhood that I could clearly see on this retreat um, that I was carrying into my adulthood and all of that. And so, um, yeah, same as you. I just brought that into confession and I said like, look, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to my family, um, you know, when I was 14. And because of these these um, events, um, you know, I think that 
these things, I, I bring these things into my family, you know, with my husband in this way, in this way, in this way, and with my kids in this way, in this way. And I just was crying like so yeah. many tears, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I remember going in and feeling terrible about myself. Like I am such a broken mess because of things mm-hmm. that happened to me. And I left feeling like so light. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt, I was actually thinking about it last night, weirdly in the shower. I don't know why, but best place to think. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you think about things in the shower. Yeah. And I was thinking about that confession and just like how healing it was. And I just was smiling and thinking like, that really is Christ. Like that was such mm-hmm. a real example of of feeling Christ's love because I said all these things and the priest started to laugh. And I remember being like, why is he laughing? Like, this is so serious. Mm-hmm. And he just like chuckled and he was like, he was like, my dear, like those are not sins, but thank you mm-hmm. for sharing them. He was like, what you just described to me our wounds. And Mm. he was just like, you don't need to carry those with you. And you don't need to, he was like, I don't even really want to give you a penance today Mm. because (laughs) you have just given yourself enough penance, you know? And Mm -hmm. he just went on about more about, um, how to move forward, you know, at, at knowing you're loved and same with you. Like, I mean, I'm sure you felt this way after like, God doesn't want us to live in our past. He does not want mm-hmm. us to be defined by things that happened to us 15 years ago. I mean, Ugh. that is like being shackled. And mm-hmm. I felt just so free. And he was like, okay, well, if I do have to give you a penance, he's like, I want you to do one nice thing for your husband. Aww. And so I was, he was like, you know, you know him best, like just do something that will make him smile. And so I was in the Charlotte airport and I just saw like a Panthers travel mug and I'm like, I think Johnny would like this. And There's so my I penance. Pride him for, that was my penance, literally getting him this Panthers mug. I love but, it. But um, yeah, I think it was just so healing, like you said. It really was. And I like what you said, Dee, about you see these things that like come up from years ago. They, it's weird how they carry in to your life. You don't even, it doesn't even make sense. Like I do this thing because this thing happened to me. They do not correlate half the time. You're like, why would I do this because of this? But that's just how we work as human beings as, you know, we, you can't explain it. So going back to the deep and faraway places of that wound is kind of brings all that stuff up to the surface. And then you can say, oh, that's why I do that. And I love how that priest to be was like, these are wounds. They aren't sins. Because I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we say the sin and if we only knew the core or the thing that happened to us to make us do the sin mm-hmm. like hurt people hurt people hurt people do hard things you know exactly. so we can't be free of this until we get there and then the last thing I wanted to comment on the tears it's so true like I, I walked in as well to mine and he he's like trying to have small talk with me about South Dakota and then he's like now state your sin sister and it was just a waterfall immediately but mary says to pray for the gift of tears like exactly that is like such a cleansing way and and i i too with the wound it was something that happened to me and i shared it to him through my hyperventilating and even though i've shared it before and he said you know sister your faith has saved you oh and that that was so healing to hear like 
thank God, it just shows we just need faith as small as a mustard seed, like the Bible says, right, to get us to the next right thing. So it was amazing. I oh, just loved it. That's amazing, really sis. Yeah, and then I tell think- them the story about who you met and how retreats are crazy. Babe. Oh, okay. Oh my God, to share this story. So we have already beat the bandwagon enough to you guys about <laughs> retreats. And if you aren't listening now, then I don't know what to tell you. You're at the <laughs> wrong place. <laughs> but okay, this is just the power of connections you make on retreats. And so, okay, so uh, Ken's – oh, wait, you weren't there yet. And then no. our other friend, Suzanne um, – was I don't know where she was. She was like waiting in line to like sign in for registration. So she was like, you run in, grab us seats because the place is filling up. And it was, there were like 300 people there and we came late. So I ran in to find seats and I'm like looking around, looking around and I see like few empty seats next to this girl. And she like looks super sweet. And you know, sometimes like at these events, you like look around, you're like, who do I want to sit next to for the next five hours? Yes. <laughs> Which is how we met basically. Totally. But so I see this cute girl and I'm like, okay, there's some seats near her. I'm just going to go. She looks nice. I'm going to go sit next to her. So I sit down and we start talking and I'm looking at her as we're talking and she's about my age, maybe a little older. And I just look at her and I go, I feel like I've met you before. Oh and she gosh. was like, I was thinking the same thing. She was like, <laughs> is your name Bridget by chance? <gasps> and I'm like, Yes. And she's like, I'm Angela. And we went on a retreat when you were 13 years old in the mountains of North Carolina. And it was an ECYD retreat. I don't know. That is a very like OG Catholic uh, organization. I don't (laughs) know if anybody has even heard of it. Um, But it was a part of, it was like the children's retreats for Regnum Christi. And um, she was my group leader and it was just this obscure mountain camp. So it was just bizarre that there we were in Miami, Florida, sitting next to each other at a Dr. Bob retreat and just hugged it out. And we ended up hanging. We made our own little retreat squad, like this friend that I reunited with after 15 years and then our other friend, Suzanne. And so we just had the best time at the Airbnb that we rented. We had wine every night and um, talked about the retreat and cried together and prayed together about things. And it was just really, I think community is some of the most important moments on a retreat. And, Mm. you know, this is honestly like an authentic plug for what Ken's and I have created is a lot of retreats. Thankfully, um, this retreat we went on does um, make room for community. Free time. Yeah, Yeah. free time. But um, a lot of retreats don't do that. They just jam-pack the schedule. And so you really don't have that time to even just sit either with friends or alone and take in what you are learning, what you're consuming. And, um, you know, what we have with these weekends that we've developed is carved out time where you can go with that new friend that you've met on retreat and go hang out and talk about things or pray with people or even just like go out on your own and like go by the water and journal. Um, so that was really, those moments were really special for me. I went on like my own run for a little bit and that was really nice. Um, yeah, we just all kind of like at some points did our own thing. And then at some points we were together and just talking about the experience. That was, that was really cool how they did that. They just gave us the time and you're right, B. it's just, 
you don't think about that when you're signing up for a retreat. You're like usually going for yourself or for a specific thing, but the graces that come from the people you meet and just the connection, like just Mm -hmm. hearing different perspective and stories. And like, we always say this, like, yes, you, me too. Like, oh my gosh, it's just so connective. And then it it reminded me of like the readings today, Sirach or another word is wisdom. Um, what is it? It's like whoever, um, faithful friends are a sturdy shelter and whoever finds one finds a treasure. Right. And I think it's so true because I think it's an immediate trust, Mm -hmm. um, when you meet someone who is willing to be vulnerable and is also broken like everybody, by the way, but they're willing to speak to it and also pray over you. Like how often can you just walk down the street and meet a new friend and they're like dropping everything to to pray you know, get you. down to your level. Yeah. It was so, so cool. And it was really cool because Angela, the friend who I had reconnected with, she was actually a doula. And when we talked about, oh, um, yes, like, why are you here? Why are you here? Um, you know, she was there, um, for just some personal things that she was going through. And then I told her, like, I actually had two miscarriages this year and it really, um, you know, brought me to a low place. And that's kind of my chief reason for being here. And it was so beautiful because she has a gift. She has a beautiful gift. Like the Holy Spirit is totally in her. I mean, she's been in ministry for many years, but now she's a mom. And we were, there was like a praise and worship portion of the night. And she just like unprompted, like put her hands like over my uterus essentially. And while we were singing, she just started praying over me and like praying for healing. And it was so beautiful and just like, just unprompted. And Mm. I I just remember crying so much. I cried Mm. a lot on that. Yes, totally. Um, But it was just so beautiful. And, um, and speaking of retreats, I mean, we are pretty much sold out. We have one spot left. And, you know, if you're listening or you you see our emails this week, we just pray that, you know, if that spot is meant for anybody and you've been on the fence and maybe these stories speak to you, just like take a chance because, you know, Ken's and I took a chance on this Miami weekend and, and we really weren't sure, like, does this make sense? Like, it's almost Christmas. Like, why would we leave our families <laughs> and our husbands to go here? But I don't know about you. I left like, thank you, Jesus. I came on this. Like I have unlocked a deeper level of myself that I It really is crazy, sis. And like the days after, like weeks after we're on what week week two posts and I'll I'll just see myself react differently, to be honest with you. Yes. Do you feel that like to situations? Or an awareness, like an awareness, more of an awareness. Oh like, my gosh, almost to my detriment. Like, yes. whoa, Mackenzie, you used to do this, and yes. believe me, I have a lot of work to do. And I think that's why it's so good, is because you leave it like saying, "Okay, here I begin, uh-huh. and I'm ready to go." It is instead so of like cool. I've arrived. There's no arrival because <laughs> we'll be working until you're the always going to be working on yourself. Yes, and but it was such a piece about it, like you said, like totally awareness. Yes, yeah, and it that. got it made me so excited for our retreat in mm, January. Me too. You know, there were so many beautiful things about this one that I would never change or you know, like never mm-hmm. critique. But there were just a couple things that I, I mean, you and I talked about this on our mm-hmm. own, but we just felt like, okay, we are onto something with the little bits of um, comfort that we add to our weekend because that's you know, our niche. Yeah. It's our niche. And it, there's nothing wrong with retreats that are in church halls or, you know, on a hard pew or a pullout chair. That's totally fine. And 
honestly, it wasn't a deal breaker for us. We clearly no. got a lot out of the weekend. Exactly. But there were just some things that I'm like, I just long for the comfort of the big home that we have for yes. these women and, and just like the relaxation of the atmosphere. I do think that brings you into a place mm -hmm. of deeper prayer and like really able to kind of let the walls down. Definitely. And because of that space that's provided for our guests and our um, leaders, we're all together for three full days, like mm -hmm. three nights, four days. And so you are automatically going to grow closer to these people. Yeah, you might absolutely. leave with a best friend. You won't, we probably won't leave with a best friend from a retreat at a church just because you go off and do your own thing. When you are in a house with one another, yeah, it's like inevitable. And honestly, like God only writes these stories. How the heck mm -hmm. could he put B who just miscarried twice with her old friend who was a doula? I'm sorry. Like From I just had to reiterate ago. that. Like, I, like that makes no sense. Yeah. And, and so many, like there were so many rows in that retreat. And it's very similar to how I met you. And it freaks mm -hmm. me out because I think like Really, God ordains things when you are obedient to a stirring on your heart. And and this retreat was a stirring on our heart, and it didn't make sense. And nope. sometimes things don't make sense to us, but we have to just go for them. And I think when we live a fluid life, which I'm trying better to do, like, for example, our house is under contract. Praise God. Thank you, Thank St. Joseph. Thank you, Jesus, St. Joseph. Pray for us. <laughs> but you know, this was a whim as well. Like Johnny and I tend to do things that everyone tells us not to do. And we kind of like delight in it. Like we're like, okay, we can't <laughs> wait to prove all of you parents wrong yeah, <laughs> who are telling us not to do this. Yeah, but I'm with you. In a joking way. We're like, you know, they don't understand us. Like we like to live on the edge and you guys are like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not a frivolous thing. It's like we feel no. so confident in where the spirit is moving us right now that we know that God has us. And even when I was home for Thanksgiving, there were some family members who were just like, this just seems a little crazy. Like, you know, December is the worst time to ever put your house on the market. Oh my gosh. And the negativity. I was just like smiling about it. Like, you know what? God has really placed it on our hearts that we need to move and exactly. that we also need security. And so you know, our house went off the market in seven days. And I just laugh because I'm like, there were days though where we were biting our nails. We had 30 people come look at it the first day and nobody even right. remotely offered, you know? It's so, so I, true. But odds, when odds are against you, that's where God is. It's so exactly impeccable, his timing. It's just and you guys, I think a perfect example too of this is moving out to South Dakota. I mean, I'm sure you had a lot of people be like, oh, yeah. why are you doing that? What the hell's so, wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And how can you speak to that? Like the blessings that have come from that? Yeah, we're coming up on a year now, sis. And I, I completely, everything you're saying, I'm laughing because you cannot run from the prompting on your mm -hmm. heart, especially mm -hmm. when everyone's against you. Because guess what? We are not called to follow worldly things or mm -hmm. people Amen. of this world. And that's who we're up against, the people of this world in about every area of our life. Yeah. So it's rare when you find someone who supports you. You guys supported us. You were like, cool, we, we've never heard of it. Tell us more. And it was that's a beautiful way to be instead of like, what? Never heard of it. Why would you do that? You know, why would you leave California? Right. You know, you name it. And 
the it like I can't even I don't know where to begin with how the year turned out. My my word for oh. the year was abundance, and I just I get like emotional sometimes because you feel uh, unworthy when, when you do listen to God and mm-hmm. He provides more than you can more than you can imagine and he will and he does and that's why when I was at mass the other day B, I was like expectant came on my heart for you because I know we're oh. going to talk about words for the year soon so and soon. I keep reading that every I don't know if you've read it but I keep hitting that word like we are expecting God to come right now oh. we're in the season of advent and he he's coming yeah and so with that, it's like, why wouldn't putting your house on the market in December or moving across the country in the middle of December, which is what we did last year. We, honestly, we're in similar boats, different years. Oh, it's like, I have like tears provide. with you because I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it mm-hmm. is humbling. And it's almost like it is. you don't even have, it's, you can only even talk about it with an intimate group of people almost because you're like. I don't even know how to explain the whim yeah. that we took on this, but mm-hmm. it's almost like this intimate deal you made with God where you're like, okay, I'm trusting you. Better you better like, take care. And, and he has blessed y'all's family. And it is, it's something that has really made an impression on Johnny and I, That's you know, so we joke about like, okay, will we move out there to be with Ken's and Colin? <laughs> yeah. Our dream. And exactly. And like, who knows if that would ever happen. But I think the, heart of that comment is more like we are Mm -hmm. so astounded by what Mm. you guys did that that is something that is very attractive to us well you guys would do the same thing it's it's and it's like you're attracted to the same type of people that's why a hundred percent and it's it's so cool to see couples going their own way and being like we are going to make our own community here and we are going to raise our kids the way we want to and mm-hmm. and God blesses those yeses so much and you know there are some yeses that I'm like not ready to give and right. so- I'm just like holding on to them for dear life but it's like the (laughs) nagging you know that's like you better you need to do this like Bridget I keep telling you to jump into the deep you know yes and and to just take the risk but you know there's a lot of comforts that are hard to give up if but then there's usually the blessing on the other side if we do give up those comforts right and what is that be it's so true he if you look on your life he always it's just he always shows up more than <sighs> you I can point out 10 times in your life you can point it out in ours and our own our lives together our friendship it's like so what is that I think it's obviously the evil one and and just the noise the noise that we live yeah. among it, you can easily let it get to you um but when you shut it up and you look to the person who loves you most your husband your spouse you know and you guys just go Full exactly. in. Like I'm looking at you and it's you yep. and me, baby. And we're yep. doing this. And-, and then Jesus is with you. It's exactly. crazy. I loved that about the retreat too. One more thing was when he said, um, I don't, was it Dr. Bob or his brother, but to go back to those moments in your life that are so painful, like, Yay. and they've been coming up a lot for you and I this week, like I, I now have seen some moments I would rather not re-see like again right. and again. And they just say, imagine Jesus is with you in that moment, in yeah. that yeah. awful, awful moment. moment. Yeah, that he's there holding on to. And it's almost like, and I hate to say this because you never wish anything 
bad on anyone, but it's almost like you need these things in your life to get to the next thing. Well, and also I think one thing that came up for me with going to this retreat is, you know, it is almost like the abundance that you just cried about is like the gift of that does not come until you are brave enough to face these certain things, but then move on into this like beautiful new life. And I have felt a freedom lift since kind of facing a lot of these things from the past. And it's almost a lightness in relationships that brought on those um, hurts too, you know? Like I think a lot of times we can blame our parents for the wounds, you know, of our childhood, the wounds of our past. And and I don't discredit those things. A lot of our parents did, you know, they're imperfect. So just like course, us with our kids, which yeah, is we're crazy. All imperfect. But right. I came out of that with like this new grace for for um for my parents, especially. Yes. And just like, you know, I don't want to hold on to any of that anymore because I see them as just like me, like you said, like we all have our own brokenness and we would hope that God would give us the same grace that we can offer to them freely. And we don't know how long we have on this earth. Like we, if, Mm -hmm. if, if these past two years have taught us anything and honestly looking into the future too, it's like, we don't know how much time we have. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so every little beautiful moment, I've started to treasure like sitting by the Christmas tree or, you know, having a cup of coffee with a friend or even these retreats. Like it's not about growing and achieving. It's about like, like being still in the moment and the few people you have around you just like soaking up their heart, like listening to their story, becoming friends with them because like just relationships is, is some of the most beautiful things that I've received this year. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yes. You said it. The here and the now. Like that is it. That is it. I love that so much. So good. What else do we have? I have a surprise and delight for you. It's not nothing (gasps) crazy, but it has to go for a treat again. What? I was able to get a recording. I won't say how. It might be illegal. Um, A recording (laughs) of the the litany of trust song for us. (gasps) No. Yes. This beautiful singer. Um, saying the litany of trust in her own accompaniment. Oh she God. wrote it herself that and talk me. about wrecking our hearts. <laughs> oh my God. It's seven minutes long, by <gasps> the way. You forget how long that prayer is because you think it's done and then it's and then the beautiful part about the litany of trust is it like oh goes back gosh. on itself and it says, I just, I can't. If you haven't read the litany of trust, just go. Okay. When she started saying, I'm going to sing the litany of trust, I was almost like, defensive oh. like are you gonna butcher this like yes because this, this is a, is a prayer. prayer and exactly. she crushed it I mean I thought we were on Broadway to be honest with you it was just so beautiful and so holy spirit filled and I think another outcome of this weekend was I feel like you're the same way but I just feel very connected um to going deeper in my faith through music and through song. Mm, And even if I'm not singing the words, I feel like um, I'm almost like in a court, an agreement in my prayer, like with the person singing. And I just, it's just something that hit me after the weekend. Like, 
I kind of always felt like, oh, I'll outgrow this part of myself that really loves praise and worship. And I kind of was like, no, no, I'm not because this is the way that I love to pray. And absolutely. And so if you're one of those people, especially for Catholics, I know like Catholics, Christians, and, and lots of people listen, a variety of people listen to us. But, um, I think a lot of times for Catholics, it's like hard to seek that out, but I would just encourage you, like, if that's something that speaks to you, like try to find a community. Don't hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like plan a holy hour at your parish that Mm -hmm. has praise and worship, you know? And I I think that would speak to a lot of people. So, um, that was just one gift. And if you are like, because I've heard this a lot, B, and I'd love to touch on it. People complain, you know, about the mass or about the church that they go to. If you don't like the singer singing and you can sing, shame on you. Yeah. You should, you should go up there. You should be the singer. You should sing because we are all meant to use our gifts for the church. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think on that note, I would say like retreats, but also getting active in your parish, in your Mm. church, like my faith did not increase until I, it was a mutual two-way relationship. Like Amen. church is not transactional. You don't go there and say, I'm here for mass and for communion and peace out. I'm not going to do anything for this community who's given me so much. Yes. Um, but ever since we've gotten to know our priests and we've become friends with them and we have a relationship with them where we have them over for dinner and – um and just feeding into the community, whether it's like giving talks or things like that, it just changes the game. And I, yeah. I wish I had the gift of song. If I did, I would be singing at my parish, <laughs> but I don't. Well, there's there's all there's so many things that, like you said, B, you can speak for the church. You you and Johnny do that on the marital weekends, and you if you know NFP really well, like we need that. Like yeah, do if that. you can sing, freaking in New York City, it wasn't the Broadway choir at the NYU chapel of b and i used to like drool over but i used to go in the robes on sunday morning the red robes do you did you ever go in the morning and it was this like yeah they sang in the choir loft it was like one mass was traditional and then we went to the amazing five o'clock mass but there's always something need us so the church needs us if you can cook go cook like Absolutely. Gosh, the list goes on. And it really find, does. Find a way to like join a Bible study or, yeah. you know, just to get more involved, especially around this time of year, because mm-hmm. man, I just feel like with so much craziness in the world, like we need to draw deeper into people who have faith, who have belief and who are going to encourage us. Like mm. I don't know where I would be without our friendship because no. in marriage, in parenthood, in faith i mean in all aspects we are so grateful for you and colin i think that my hope for for anyone listening is that you know you'd be able to to find those like you know soul friends that you can share anything with and you can also cheerlead each other and in the hard things that we talked about earlier and also in the adventures like really cheerleading each other and saying like go do that like we believe in you guys and we like know that god has big things in store for you and yes. so we'll have to pray about our words. And I think next episode we'll talk about 2022 because yes. I really do feel like it is going to be a game changer year. It is. It has to be. I, I mean, exactly. with the Holy Spirit on oh. on your side, like, and he is, and Jesus is there. It's like, if you go in with the perspective that the only thing I need to worry about today 
is seeking him Amen. in everything, life will change. And I'm talking to myself. It's like, yeah. we know the answer. So 2022, we're ready. Can't wait to talk about we're that ready. next week. I love so it. good. I love it, sis. Well, do you want to lead us in prayer? Sure. I would love to. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that the remainder of this Advent, you just um, cover us in your mercies, in your healing love, in your expectant glory, mm-hmm. that you would excite our hearts for whatever it is that you want to reveal to us this Christmas and into the new year. And I ask that anyone listening who is in a valley or is struggling with their wound, that um, anything said in this podcast uh, that touched their hearts or encouraged them to seek you in prayer or confession or just um, diving deeper into their own hearts, that you would just give them the courage to go to that space and to know that you are there with them in the space, in the memory, in whatever the hardship is that they are trying to let go of. Um, And just the reminder, even as we are adults, just to constantly give us that wonder and awe um, and the constant reminder that you came to us as as a child in a manger and um, what a great mission that you had uh, to save the world and that we would just hold that story in our hearts as we uh, prepare this Christmas. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.